Good morning, everyone. Good, good. So I can't rely on that clock. So that means I can't preach. At the same time, you saved one hour today. So that means I'm going to extend one more hour. So, so that's a joy. Oh, somebody's excited. Yeah. Um, I think last uh, um, October, we, um, Rich, Dan, and I, we were in, uh, in India. At the time of uh, the ministry time of uh, preaching, teaching kind of time, there was a guy, he's uh, maybe late 30s or early 40s kind of things. You know, just, this guy was really uh, weeping. You know, just crying for um, 20 minutes, you know, just, uh, and we were praying for him. And there, there was a time we thought, okay, just talk to him. So after talking to him, the, the subject I was talking, uh, uh, the subject we were mainly dealing with was uh, forgiveness. I think Dan mentioned that uh, at family night briefly. And uh, his kind of a situation, he was in a situation, he was trapped in between uh, a, a kind of a special scenario because uh, he did something really nasty or bad or word or we don't know exactly what went wrong um, but uh, unfortunately his father died one month ago so he didn't get the opportunity to ask forgiveness uh, to his dad so he was overwhelmed by uh, this um, that kind of uh, missed opportunity and the shame kind of eating him that's really struggling uh, really struggling him to get into worship to focus on the teaching uh, and the whole atmosphere was very much distracted because of his uh, uh, missed opportunity i was talking to one person i don't mention that's male or female or anything because uh, because uh, i don't want to if that person listened to this message uh, I don't want to break the confidentiality. I was talking to this person, and uh, this person was uh, uh, bursting into tears. This person was kicked out from, it's happened in Sheffield, this one, okay, or in England. Oh, sorry, I gave away some of that. <laughs> Please don't Google it, you know, who been kicked out in Sheffield, you know, sorry. Uh, two children. Paid most of the mortgage for the house. But what happened? There was a problem in their family. Because of this person's background uh, related to debt. So this person didn't get the mortgage. So bought the uh, property in, in the other person's name or the partner's name. But... Things didn't go wrong. She spent awful amount of this person, uh, you know, just an awful amount of money. And one morning, legally, even the court say, you can't live in that house. Two children. She, okay, I gave she now. Okay. Okay, she been kicked out from the house. Even the legal system kicked out from the house. And the story, after hearing that story, the, it was really heartbreaking. Living with the two children, no money. And for the case, to, in order to deal with the whole case, 
This person spent nearly 80 grand again for the legal system, you know, to get some um, kind of favor. And she kind of said, I never forgive that person. Never. 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 You might know many stories like this. Especially today we heard at the time of uh, worship, uh, you know, condemnation and the shame and the battle and identity. These kind of things we do face every kind of day in our life. Have a sense today God wants to do something deeper to set us free. 2008, I got married, my wonderful wife, uh, Catherine. I might have t- told this story to you, but many of my friends didn't like that. They didn't come for my wedding. One of the heartbreaking things. We live together, we pray together. Christians, they are believers because they think I, uh, I was backslidden and you know, just marrying an English woman, end of your life, you will go to hell. That's what they believe. Out of their love, they didn't come for my wedding or bitterness or disagreement. It was heartbreaking time for me, you know, not just your random villages. Someone prayed with me, someone sat with me, someone uh, ate with me. We did lots of stuff together, very closer to me, you know, so that broke my heart. Um, so what happens, you know, even though you are a Christian, you know, so this kind of bitterness and heartbreaking thing will stay in your heart. Not only that, uh, what they did, many of the students, like a university students, they were planned to come for my wedding. What they did, a bit more, I will say nasty, they arranged a camp on that day so that no one can come to my meeting, uh, come, come to my wedding. Then this, with this baggage, I'm living in Cambodia, you know, just like, thank God, you know, just, uh, it took months to recover from that uh, heartbreaking scenario. What's your story? You might have many stories like this, or your friends might have many stories, you know. Um, uh, or because of cricket, because of the political situation, I didn't like Pakistanis. No. Because we always have some sort of friction, because of, mainly because of cricket. Um, I, th- I thought that was in the sovereignty of God, that friction. So that's always comforting. You know, God know, you know that. Um, I struggled to love them. I struggled to pray for them. You know, so, uh, uh, and uh, uh, even that was associated with the religion. You know, I kind of start hating uh, um, Muslim friends, so I can't love them. You know, lots of stuff going on. Um, but God broke in, you know, so uh, God healed my heart. Now, I love them. I do eat with them. I do spend time with them. I never got the opportunity to play cricket with them, so I won't be nice to them at that time. But um, God did something in my heart. It was not overnight, you know, so just doing this. It's a process. But God is a God of bringing restoration and healing. And He is the one enabling us to uh, bring forgiveness into our heart. Matthew chapter 18. Years back I preached this one. I'll preach again. 
last uh, is it friday we were in leeds okay free uh, terry was uh, preaching a message uh, then he already preached that before and uh, i never understood he preached before you know so but it was really nice you know hearing him uh, from the word of god so this is an encouragement for you even if you know some of the points i'm going to preach this is the word of god you know so that will bring life into life there's a conversation happening between Jesus and uh, his disciples. Suddenly, Peter came and started a conversation with Jesus. He's asking a question. I might ask for some volunteers, you know, just to come and act a drama. When I did that in India, you know, I, I said one word, sorry, you know, I did one thing. In, in, in England, it, you know, they won't be spontaneous like this. You know, just like, I'm going to try that, you know, today. <laughs> I'll say, so I need someone to come forward just to act the story, what I'm going to say. So minimum, I need like a two or three guys. Uh, I will read. Oh, my goodness. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> what a response, you know. So that's one thing I need to ask forgiveness to God for my prejudice against uh, 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 two. So I want four, four or maybe a couple more guys. As the story read, you can read that one. Okay, Jesus. Uh, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? He uh, Up to seven times. He answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seven, seventy times. Therefore, here's the story start. Okay, camera action. Therefore, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. He began the settlement. A man who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. He's quite cool, you know. I'd have never seen a king so cool like this, you know. You're supposed to be a bit more angry and frustrated and, you know, just say. Uh... Seems like that's over the top now. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> okay. The king is angry. Okay. Uh, since he was not able to pay, the master ordered him and his wife and his children all that he had sold and repay the debt. Then the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged. And I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him. Cancelled the debt and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him hundred denarii. He grabbed him and began to choke him. <laughs> That's perfect, you know. <laughs> Pay back what you owe me. And he demanded. The fellow servant fell on his knees and begged him, Be patient with me and I will pay back, pay you back. 
But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into the prison until he could pay and the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I cancel all the debt of yours because you begged to me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master turned him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all, the, all he owned. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother from your heart. Give them a nice applause. Lord, forgive my prejudice. You know this story. We read this one, we heard this one. It's a fantastic story. But Jesus is speaking something deeper into our life. Jesus used the image of death to describe how much God forgave our sins. So here is, is just bringing a story to make them understand. Sometimes we think that's just a 10,000 pounds, you know, that's, is easy to pay. In our case, it's not a big money, you know. And the other guy's 100 denarii, that means 100 pounds. It's not a big deal in a, in our circumstance. But if you do some research, you know, so, uh, uh, that will tell you some of the, what actually meant by that amount. I'll come to this, uh, uh, don't worry about the whole big number. I'll go quickly. So one talent is 60 minas. And one mina means uh, 30 months of wages. And uh, that means one talent equal to 100 a month wages. That means one talent wages means, one talent means 15 years of wages. Simple maths. So that means 10,000 talents means 150,000 years of wages. Are you happy with that? Or somebody lost their breath. So sometimes when we are not understanding the context of the story, sometimes we do take things for granted. It is just 10,000. It's not a big deal. But if you know to understand that, you need to go back to the cultural context and how much money he was. One person can't live 150,000 years. I'm sure about that. Here, this much money he owed him. He was not a billionaire or millionaire like a Trump. Trump might be able to pay that one. Or some of the businessmen, or, or, or like Murdoch, he was able to pay that amount of money. But his situation was, he was helpless. He was hopeless. He was nothing. He was a record businessman. He was not able to pay anything near to this amount. Not only that, the, the funny, interesting thing, and he said, Master, give me some time. I will pay. How much time? 150,000 years? This is a huge money. No, no, no. I will pay everything. He begged. But the Bible is very clear that the servant's master took pity on him 
and cancel the debt and let him go. He cancelled everything. Not even say, okay, wait a minute, let's check a deal. 252 million, uh, 2 billion, 250 billion, uh, uh, a million pounds, you know, or just go for some, would you be able to pay 2000? Yeah? Then you can go, he didn't stuck a deal, you know. So, Bible is very clear that Jesus didn't say that the, the master went for a DBS check and his bank record and everything. He found out he might be able to pay this much money back. But the master knew that it was not possible for this servant to pay. So he cancelled everything. He cancelled everything by knowing that he was not in a position to, to, uh, uh, to pay it back. As story goes, you can see that one. He's going back. You know, he took his mobile phone and he WhatsApped. He took a selfie and everything. I'm free now. Oh, my wifey. We are free now. We can live now. They were scared. They were shivering and trembling, thinking, what is going to happen? My husband is going to be, to be in prison. I'm going to be in prison. My children are going to be in prison. The fear was crippling them. They, they were kind of thinking, expecting the news of judgment from the king. Because they owe him money. But suddenly, unexpectedly, out of the blue, they're hearing a good news. You are free now. The wife contacted and asked, Honey, are you sure? Yes, it is sure. How much money we owe him now? Nothing. Are you sure? Am I supposed to pay nearly 5,000 or 10,000? He said, no, darling, we are not supposed to pay anything. We are free now because you know that we can't pay anything. We have nothing. And he's going back. On the way back, the story getting the darker side now. He saw on office friends from a longer distance. Hey! I'm talking to you. He's trying to hide. No, no, no. Stop. You stop there. You stop there. You owe me some money. You owe me how much denarii? 100 denarii. So according to pound, maybe very maybe 5,000 pounds. It's a small amount. And he stopped him. And he grabbed him. And he choked him. And put him into prison. It's easy to pay back that 5,000 pounds or 10,000 pounds, even if it's uh, 20,000 pounds, even if it's 50 grand, you know. So in his lifetime, he's, if he's working long hours of time, he, he might be able to pay it back. But this servant, what he did, he grabbed him, he choked him, he completely forgot about his family situation. Not only that, he completely forgot what just happened hours before in his life just vanished man you are living because of the mercy of that king man you are talking even you are able to grab him because you are alive but he put him into the prison when the master called the servant in you wicked servant he said I cancelled all that debt of you yours because you begged to me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? 
In anger, his master turned him over to the jailer to be tortured until, uh, until he should pay back all he owned. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brothers from your heart. We don't like the last bit. We like the first bit. This is a brilliant story. But God is a God of just. He gave us the opportunity and he forgave our sins. So what does that really mean by and forgiveness? When someone seriously wrongs you, there is an absolute unavoidable sense that the wrongdoer, wrongdoer owes you something. The wrongdoer has inquired an obligation, a liability or debt that is happening. Could be physical, it could be financial, it could be emotional, it could be anything. Somewhere, somehow, I am hurt now. So that means I need an apology. I need something from that person. And that person must understand how is that going to affect me in my life. That's the way unforgiveness works. It can go to any range. It could be hurt from your father. It could be abuse. It could be financial abuse. It could be it's avoidance. You know, so that person was taken out for a meal. Why me? He is his friend. Why he is not my friend? She is always friend with that person. Why me? You know, so the bitterness and the unforgiveness can trigger with the, any number of things. And just creeping, just start growing. And we think, this is my world. I'm right. I have the right to speak about that. Because it's all about me. By completely forgetting the depth of the forgiveness we have received from Jesus. That's a Bible story. Come on guys. That's just for Sunday. That's just a nice story to, to tell to your friends or your families or someone surrounding you. But it's coming to reality. No, no, no. My life is much more serious than that story. But Jesus was trying to communicate, son, boy, you don't know what is the depth of the forgiveness I have given to your life. That is huge. That is why. Jesus explained this epic story with the epic numbers to understand, make them understand. So what does it mean by forgiveness then? Forgiveness means giving up the right to speak, seek, the right to seek repayment from the one who harmed you in any way. But it must be recognized that forgiveness is a form of voluntary suffering. To forgive is to cancel a debt by paying it or absorbing it yourself. Someone always pays for our debt. The best example is at the cross, what Jesus has done for us. We are supposed to die in that place. We are supposed to be to eternally separated from God. Sometimes we might not understand the depth of forgiveness we have received. That's why we do take it for granted like this servant. He just completely ignored. That's 2 billion, 250 billion. I'm free now. I can do whatever I want. I'm not going to prison anymore. There is no condemnation. Let me live in a life according to what I please. 
by completely forgetting, he's living a life not without understanding the depth of forgiveness he has just received. We do the same thing. We do just completely forget the depth of forgiveness we have received. And we do keep all these things in our baggage. She did it. He did it. Blessing, you can't understand. You've never been in that position. When you go through that situation, you can't forgive. There's always, there is a justification from our heart, the reason we are not releasing or we are not forgiving that person. Should be a, sometimes, seems like a genuine reason. What happened at the cross? On the cross, we saw, we can see Jesus forgiving us. And that was possible only if God suffered. So here, who paid the price for the servant? Yesterday we heard a story of ransom at a, at a Jubilee Plus conference. There was a, a person who was uh, abducted or, or in Iraq. So in order to be released, you need to pay a ransom. So somebody paid the ransom... Because of that, that person was able to come back to the, to the life, uh, uh, to come back, uh, 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 come back alive. Otherwise, most of the time, they will take the ransom, they will kill them. That happens. So, somebody has to pay. In that case, some of his family members paid the price to, to set him free. In this story, when the servant came and begged him, forgive me, give me a time, I will pay back. And the, and, and this, this, in this king just released him. So who paid the price in this case? The king paid the price. He, how did he pay that one? He absorbed that into his shoulder. He just received that. Yes, you can go now, but that is going to affect my Treasury, or it's, it's going to affect my many things that's involving my life. But I'm happy to do that one, but you can go free. In this case, when Jesus, he's the son of God, the holy one, never did any sin. He was pure, blameless, righteousness. He is the creator of everything. No one like Jesus. He decided to step into our place and he said, I will take your sin into my life so that you can go free now. The servant supposed to say and cry and scream and say, because of that king, I'm living. Because of that king's forgiveness, I'm coming back. Because of that forgiveness, now I can see my wife and children. Because of that fear, my forgiveness, I can live now. Oh, oh king, I'm so thankful for your forgiveness. The same way, the lamb was sacrificed Oh, the ram was sacrificed instead of Isaac. Abraham to the mountain. He was going to kill his son. God said, no, there is something available for you. In Isaac's place, let the lamb die. The ram die, you know. So the lamb or the ram was sacrificed in his place. And when Isaac is going back home, he will turn back to that altar. And he will say, Mommy, I'm back now because someone else died in my place. Mommy, I'm alive because there was someone else died in my place. That was a sign towards Jesus, showing towards Jesus. He forgave us. It was not easy for 
God to accept that because of his nature. But he joyfully, he died for us to make us free. On the cross, God's love was satisfied, his own justice by suffering. Breathing, the, the, bearing the penalty of sin, for sin. There is never forgiveness without suffering. At the cross, he sweat, blood, nailed for our sin. So that we can walk free. You're free now. You are forgiven. It is finished. It's not about how many times, how depth this matter is. Murder, I can't forgive. Stealing, yes, I can forgive. Hurtful thing, yeah, to an extent, how much that is affecting me, I can forgive. Let me analyze the depth of uh, the damage happening to me. If it is too deep, I can't forgive. If it is bearable, I can manage, I will forgive. But according to Bible, as Christ forgave your sin, you forgive each other. Full stop. Why do we keep this unforgiveness in our life? Mainly, sometimes we won't get what actually Jesus died for us. Eternal life. Mm, yeah, that's a nice word. God brought us from light, kingdom of darkness to kingdom of light. That's quite flashy and nicey. That's quite nice words. Eternal separation from God. God is paid for your sins. Yeah, that's quite nice, you know. Oh, thank you God for that. Let me live a life. But we may not understand the depth of our forgiveness, you know. That will cause us to keep us unforgiveness, you know, the forgiveness, the unforgiveness in our heart. What's happening? Why do we struggle to forgive others? Because sometimes we feel the need you can't be gracious to someone if you are too needy and insecure. If you know God's love and forgiveness, then there is a limit to how much deeply another person can hurt you. He or she can't touch your real identity, acceptance, security and significance. The more you rejoice in your own forgiveness, the quicker you will be able to forgive others. This is the lack of understanding what Jesus has done for us. So this morning, my prayer, God, give us the ability to understand the depth of our forgiveness in our life. The more we understand the big number, the more we'll be able to forgive others. How much you forgive us, God? I'm not able to pay back for my sins. I can't do anything to achieve my salvation. But in that place, in your mercy, I'm supposed to die. I'm supposed to be eternally separated from God. But in your mercy, you died in my place. That's why I can live now. My identity is back now. I'm secure in you, God. I'm significant in you, God. I'm totally accepted in you, God. I'm righteous in you, God. All because of your death. Now I can walk free. Jesus didn't die for me because I'm special. No. I was not special at all. Wreck it. 
broken, liar, separated from God, enemy to his kingdom. There is nothing goodness in me. But in that place, he came and died in my place to rescue me, to save me. When I'm thinking about the depth of his forgiveness, oh, it's a joy to forgive others. It's a privilege to forgive others by knowing that God, Jesus died in my place. But we do respond to unforgiveness, you know. If we got unforgiveness, we do respond in many ways, you know. This is a kind of a checklist. You can, we, we can analyze our heart, you know. Anyone has been wronged feel a compulsion to make other person to pay down the debt. When do that by hurting them, we, we do that by hurting them, probably sometimes yelling at them, making them feel bad in some way, or just waiting and watching and hoping that something bad happens to them. Look at the Facebook post. She lost the job. I know that is coming. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Then you feel happy. You feel, now I can. God is a God of justice. God dealt with it. Don't mess with me, baby. (laughs) Such a comfort, you know. Sometimes we, we see, you know, when they are struggling or doing something bad happening to their life, there's a joy in your heart that's the best sign of unforgiveness. I told you it's coming. You will tell your f- friend or wife or friend, say, I told you something wrong is happened. Happen. That much she or he insulted me. You know that. You know the story. You know what she did to me. You know what he did to me. You know that. The other person shake their head. I know. I know exactly what you are saying. I do agree with you. If I'm in your place, I will do the same thing. So, now we can move on. That's a sign of unforgiveness. The sense of debt Liability and obligation to is, is, is something impossible to escape, you know. Anyone who denies, I don't have that kind of feelings. We end up as liars, you know. We always have, always have this um, feeling. Repeating the same thing again and again to many people with a self-justification or self-pity mindset. Growing bitterness is a sign of unforgiveness. Revenge, trying to do or prove someone is wrong, is a sign of unforgiveness. Looking for an opportunity or create an opportunity to attack or expose someone is a sign of unforgiveness. Sending someone in a guilt trip is a sign of unforgiveness. I know that last holiday, you did that to me, that spoiled our holiday. Do you remember that? I know, I'm sorry about that. I can feel the pain now. She got it now. Yeah, that's all um, I want. I want to make sure that he or she understanding the pain that caused to me. So I feel relaxed when I feel that person is getting what I'm trying to communicate is a sign of unforgiveness. 
Forgiveness won't keep that wrong record. Forgiveness is painful, you know, so hurt is painful. Forgiving someone is painful. But when you look at the cross, that's your focal point. God, you forgave my debt. You forgave my sins. Now I can live. That's why I'm walking in the freedom. Forgiveness is not approving what other people did. Some things, listen, if I'm just forgiving, they might not understand the seriousness of what they caused, you know. How can I just forgive them? I want to make sure that they're understanding what they did. So we try to make them feel the depth of the, the things they, they have done to us. So sometimes people feel people like, I can't just forgive. By thinking, forgiveness means I'm just approving what they did. Look at Jesus, what, what God did to us, you know. So Adam and Eve, in, in the Garden of Eden, you know, when, when we failed, Jesus, God, God came to the Garden of Eden, and uh, they were hiding, but God is the one called them. God is the one approached them. God is the one made the garment. God is the one covered them. God is the one talk about the redemption plan. God did everything, even when they lied whole time. That doesn't mean that God was approving. Well done, Adam and Eve. Here we go. No. There were consequences. Forgiveness doesn't mean that we are proving their sins. There's an amazing story in John chapter 8, verse 11. You know, the, the lady was caught in adultery and uh, brought back to be killed or stoned. You know, just Jesus said, who doesn't have any, any sin? You start, you kill. You know, so he was waiting after five, uh, maybe some time. When he looked up, she just he uh, and uh, just Jesus and this woman and nobody's around. Nothing happened. She said, no, nobody kill me. No one, Lord. And Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Oh my word. This morning I was reading the scripture again. Neither I do condemn you. God who set the standard of holiness. He is the standard of holiness. He can define sin because he is God. There is no one like God. He is saying, I'm not condemning you for your sin. According to my law, you're supposed to die now. But he's saying, I'm not condemning you now. I know why this happened. He might know better than us. He's the judge. He said, I'm not condemning you. Then he said, don't worry. Just ignore the Jewish. No, he didn't say that one. What did he say? Go now and live your life uh, without sin. Or sin no more. Don't live, continue in unforgiveness. You might have come across, yes, I do have some unforgiveness. God is not here to, to do something harm to you. To put something deeper into your heart and uh, taking some of the old memories out and doing some special, you know, just painful, emotionally destructive surgery. He's actually, actually here to remind you about his goodness and his forgiveness and to help you to walk in the freedom, not in the bondage. That's why sin no more. Ephesians chapter, uh, 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 4, 430 and 32 and go, do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed 
by the way of redemption. Let all bitterness and the wrath and the anger and all these things put away from you. All, all, all these things. Be kind to one another. Tender heart. Forgive one another as Christ in, uh, uh, God in Christ forgave you. Bearing one another. That's Colossians chapter 3 verse 13. Bearing with one another and with one has a complaint against another. Forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you. Because Jesus has forgiven us that much. And he said, unless you forgive your brother from the depth of your heart, that should come from the depth of our heart. That's a choice we make. At the cross, he prayed, Father, forgive them. That's only one time. One time when he cried, he said, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? All of the time, Jesus called his Father, God, Father. Only one time he said, God, why have you forsaken me? That's the place he died for our sins. That's only one time God, the Father, took his face away from him. My question is, is it an obligation or is it a privilege? Forgiveness is not an obligation. It's a command. But if you think, oh, I need to forgive. But God is saying, from the depth of our heart, we should respond to this from the depth of our heart by thinking how much God forgave us. Who will benefit the most through forgiveness? We are the one benefiting the most. God will be glorified because we are demonstrating God's love and forgiveness. Let, let's bring to the last uh, 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 the slide. You know. So when you are forgiving someone, actually the prisoner goes free is us. So it says like a, to forgive is to set a prisoner free and realize that the prisoner was you. They will always want to trap you inside again and again through unforgiveness. This morning, just declare a war against him through forgiveness. Forgiveness is an act of worship. Forgiveness is an act of glorifying God's name. Forgiveness is a proclamation. Something people can't do. That's the place we can demonstrate God's love and His mercy. Let me conclude. If we are not forgiving, what will happen? We will end up like, like this. You can't move forward. You are stuck. Baggage after baggage after baggage, bitterness and forgiveness. You're just thinking you are doing something, but a life stuck like this. As a prisoner. This morning when I was praying, I felt God wants to bring healing into relationship, especially when you have a difficult unforgiving relationship with your father. And another thing I felt God was sharing in a workplace, you miss the opportunity. Someone has, someone else has taken the credit or the opportunity. You miss the opportunity. And you are still struggling with that kind of things. And some of you might be even struggling to understand God, the depth of your forgiveness. I need your grace. To understand how much you forgave me. Like the unforgiving servant. I don't want to just live a life. 
with bitterness and unforgiveness. I want to look at the cross. I want to look at Jesus. I want to, I want to see how much He paid the price for me so that I can live a life. So now I'm in walk, walking in freedom. Now I'm, now I can sing. Now I can, now I can rejoice. Now I can love. It's all because of your cross, God. So it's not an obligation. It's not a pressure. This is a privilege, an honor. Like Ephesians chapter 1 verse 1 say, be imitators of God. Through forgiveness, you're reflecting God's glory. His mercy to others. Joseph, his brothers came and he, they said, don't do bad things to us. He said, am I in the place of God? No. You're free now. I'm not judging you. This was God's plan. That's why all these things happened. I can forgive you now. You are free now. You did very, very bad things to me. You sold me. You put me in the prison. You, uh, many, many, many things. You put me, you, you know, just lots of things. You, you, tr- you tried to say, say many lies to my father. Uh, you, you, you did lots of bad things to me. But in the sovereignty of God, when I see God's plan, I can easily forgive you. When we struggle to forgive in all hurtful, painful, struggling circumstances, God is at work. That's not agreeing with what people did. It's not an approval of what people did. Through forgiveness, we are celebrating God's mercy and His grace. What's your story? Whether it's a big or small, whether it's years back or something new. Are you in a prison? This is the day to walk in the freedom. In an Indian culture, or in a Middle Eastern culture, Jesus said, you know, before you do a sacrifice, go and reconcile. Brother, I have a problem. I know that one. I was really, really hard enough. Please forgive me. It's quite spontaneous, you know, because that's the way culture works. But in the Western context, I don't know how do you respond. When I say to Rich, Rich, I know our conversation, Rich, wait a minute, what conversation? Is that the way you're thinking me all this time? Ooh, slow down. Let's go for a counselor. Let's sit down, have a cup of tea. Let's go to Starbucks. Let's go to Costa. Have, let's see, you know, so we can be overwhelmed. Let's stand and pray. The next step of forgiveness is reconciliation. I'm not touching that today. Let's pray. Father, we don't want to take